Hello and welcome to the Later in Life Love podcast with your friend Mimi and my boo AJ. Yeah, AJ is here. Today we are wrapping up actually season one of our podcast. We decided we we're going to have 12 episodes per season and our last episode was episode 12. So we thought to put a nice bow on the season, we would answer some of your questions and respond to some of your voicemail messages. Does that sound like fun, babe? Yep, let's wrap it up. That means I have to do a wrap or do we just like, you know, get some wrapping paper? Yeah, what kind of wrap we're talking about here? I mean, you know, whatever moves you. Okay. I'm flexible. Hey, I might be moved to do a rhyme. Maybe just we'll one do. time and that'll be just fine. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> so let's start with the first voicemail. Take a listen. And some of these you haven't heard. So it'll be like a blind reaction, which will be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm Stevie Wonder out here. Come on. All right. Here we go. Here's the first one. I just listened to your podcast. I found that really interesting. I met my husband when I was in my 30s. And I can't imagine meeting someone in my 50s and trying to blend in at this point in my life. Interesting points you bring up. I enjoy your show. So I think she was probably reacting to the episode where I talked about how at this age, it's a challenge to blend your established life with someone else. I, I agree because, you know, like she said, um, she couldn't imagine doing it in her 50s, trying to find somebody and you already got everything set. You are quote unquote set in your ways. You know how you handle stuff and you know, you know, what you can take and not take, what your trigger points are and all that. And then here comes this new person. And although you got those butterflies of I'm in love and this feels good and I like this person, but then those little things that just don't blend with how you do things, are you ready to accept those? And just say, okay, well, you know, everybody's different and I can't expect this person to be exactly like I want them to be. Or um, are you just going to say, nah, you know what? I'm just going to hang on and wait because I need A, B, C, D, and I am not bending on any of that. So it would be hard and it is hard and we're there and we're making it happen. And, you know, sometimes you do have to just say, you know, this is not a deal breaker. This person still feels like the right person for me. So I'm not going to let that one thing that they don't do the way that I do. They don't do those things the way that I do them uh, deter us from moving forward in this relationship. Yes. And another thing that comes to mind in what she said is it's common for people to say things like people who are married and who aren't dating in, in this age of their life to say, oh, I could never, I, I, I don't know how you do it. I, I could never put myself out there. I could never do that. I could never get on a dating site. I could never start all over at 50 plus or 40 plus or what have you. And I think that's easy to say when you're already in a relationship or you're, you've been married for a while, but the alternative is to not take that risk. The alternative is to just give up on love. And I'm not ready to do that. Mm -mm. I, I'm going to give it a shot. There you go. You're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots that you do not take. I don't know who said Absolutely. that, but it sounded good. <laughs> <laughs> so this season, our most popular and listened to episode was on opposite sex friendships. We got a lot of voice messages on that, a lot of comments on the Facebook page. 
people had a lot to say about this episode. And in some cases, they had some personal stories to share and experiences to share about it. So let's listen to the first one. I just listened to the episode and um, I just had a comment. Um, I am okay as long as it has been disclosed that they are keeping friendship. Um, I personally um, fought off um, ex, uh, an ex-partner to not be as close of, as, of a friend because of respect, um, which was not the easiest thing to do. However, I was able to do it. I could really relate to this caller because I had a similar experience where my significant other at the time said, hey, I'd prefer you not have a relationship with this person. And it, it was, you know, challenging to, to do that because I considered this person um, my opposite sex friend, a very good friend of mine. So it was challenging to do that. Yet um, for the sake of the relationship, I, I, I did that. Now, in retrospect, of course, I think had we had a, a good relationship, myself and my significant other, he probably would have been uh, fine with that, with me having that opposite sex friend. And I probably should have fought to have that um, as opposed to just, um, you know, letting it go. But I could really relate to that caller. It sounds like she really made an effort for the sake of the relationship. And that's can be a, a big sacrifice to make. Yeah, sacrifice is the key word. Um, I'm trying to think back and recall, have I ever felt like I should end a long-term friendship because I'm dating somebody new or has someone ask me to end a long-term relationship and I can't say that they have and I also can't say that I don't know if that would be a deal breaker um you know definitely of course as we disclosed during the episode for us we're okay with it but you know if we weren't okay with it would things still be the same I'm just not sure I don't think that's anything that I've had to make that personal decision about and I guess the way I'm feeling at this moment is, hey, you got to take me and my, and my friends, no matter what gender they are. All right, let's listen to another one. Hi, great episode. You guys uh, really do have a great rapport. Um, I'm kind of wondering, as a gay man, uh, what your uh, suggestions would be when your current partner sleeps with one of your female friends. So it would be an opposite friend, sex friendship. And your partner uh, takes an advantage of that situation. Um, it really hurt my feelings. It wasn't the only time that he did it either. So just wondering if you had some advice for the other side of something like that. Okay, so this person has accepted the fact that it's happened before and, hey, we're still cool. We're still together. Now they've done it again and they are asking us for advice. So my advice is that... Uh, if anybody has already stepped out on you once, and okay, you give them a second chance, and they step out on you twice, um, it's time to cut your losses. Don't even wait for that third strike. It just does not seem like this person is committed to your relationship, no matter what gender you know, the person is or the uh, other, you know, the other person, either person are, I should say. Um, it's just it, it's not going to work, and it's time to go. And you know, you don't have to wait for three strikes. Agreed. And it reminds me of one of the comments that we had about opposite sex episode, which was that, I mean, we call it opposite sex, but really you should be cautious in 
regardless of what the gender is and regardless of what your partner's sexuality is, because trust is trust and people who, you know, regardless of the situation, people can take advantage of that. In this case, it sounds like they felt a certain amount of comfort because he's thinking, well, you know, we're in a same-sex relationship and here is this female and okay, well, things must be just fine. It sounds like it wasn't. So we have to be aware look look for those signs that something is not right it looks like in this case it was confirmed once as you said he let it go and it happened again so yeah there's a big decision to be made there whether to continue or not all right let's hear the next one um this topic of um, being friends with someone of the opposite sex is one i'm kind of sensitive about uh, my husband formed, formed a friendship with someone at work of the opposite sex and oh you know they were just friends just friends um, but they were going out to lunch together at work. Um, um, they were emailing each other, texting one another. Um, and he wasn't letting me know this was going on. He was, they were being seen around town and I'd hear it from other people. And when I'd ask him about it, you know, there became these deceptions. And I think what happened was an emotional affair, a start happened because of this. And it was because of all the time they spent together. And so it depends on, on the situation. If you're spending all kinds of time with someone of the opposite sex, that's how relationships develop. This comment could be an episode in and of itself, which is the emotional affair topic. Because for some people, having that type of friendship, even flirtation or what have you, isn't an emotional affair. It's just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> right? And for other people, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you're crossing the line. So it takes some communication, I think. You have to have those those discussions to say, well, what are what do you consider an emotional affair? What do you consider crossing the line? In this case, it sounds like there was a big difference there. And um, the, the, the caller, you can just hear the emotion in her voice. I really feel bad for her. Clearly, uh, that episode triggered some things. So yeah, very difficult fun. situation to deal with. Yeah, her tolerance level doesn't seem like it's very high at all. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's trusting your instincts, trusting your feelings. And again, there's there has to be that trust in your partner. You know, when you have those, um, what some people generally call a work wife or work husband, because you do spend a big part of your, t of your day uh, at, at your job, and, you know, you start leaning on them for, you know, just advice or for camaraderie in the workplace. And, you know, I guess you're both trying to fight against the superiors or, or express your opinion against, you know, what's good, what's bad within. And then it does develop into, um, hey, well, let's exchange phone numbers and well, let's hang out. But, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those extra things, especially outside the job, whether it just be lunch or then it turns into, oh, drinks after work, then those things, you know, they, they have to include your current partner and you at least got to try to put it in there. And, and that way you can feel the other person out, you know, if that's your work wife and you say, okay, yeah, I'll meet you for drinks. And you know what, as a matter of fact, my significant other, my person that I'm dating, you know, would like to come too, or I'm, I should at least invite them. 
put it out there and kind of see their reaction, whether it's their facial expression or their tone on the phone. Like, oh, well, I just thought it was going to be us, you know, and that, <laughs> that might lead you to know that, mm -hmm. uh, okay, they're, they're, they might want to talk about something, you know, try to get this beyond work. Or even just to to um, alleviate some of the fears in your partner, invite them along. And then when they see that you two are only talking about work, and if you all are in two different industries and, you know, they can only talk about what's happening in the cereal making industry, because that's where they work and it's cereal, cereal, cereal. And all you know is IT and you're like, okay, I'm bored to death because I don't know anything about what goes on in the cereal world. I wish they talked computers, but it, it will kind of alleviate your fears and like, okay, well, they really are just talking about work. So yeah, y'all can hang out, you know, alone or, you know, just with you two, but there's time limits, there's constraints, and you just got to feel your partner out and see if um, that's going to be acceptable for both of you. You know, and sometimes your partner can see things that you are completely blind to because you've been in that situation for, you know, maybe years you've been working with this person and it's things that you're used to. And you could be completely oblivious to the fact that this person has a crush on you or is having feelings for you. And then your significant other comes along and says, hey, um, I can spot right away that this person is really loving her some you, you know? Yeah, it's, and it, it also reminds me of our, what we've called our, our phone up policy. If your work wife or husband is calling you at some strange hour and you feel the need to hide your phone, <laughs> take the call out of the room, um, you know, as yeah. opposed to saying, oh, wow, this is strange. They're calling me at 9 a.m. I wonder what the emergency is. Nah, phone uh, face yeah. up. You know, you can talk about cereal in front of me. I, I need to hear about what's going on at the cereal factory. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Hi there. Um, I enjoyed the podcast that I just listened to. And I have a question about something that's currently happening to me um, that I think is relevant to what I just listened to. What should I think if my partner is friends with someone she used to be in a long-term relationship with, it makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but maybe I'm overreacting. Not sure what I should do. As Mimi just said, um, you may be seeing some things that she doesn't see, um, especially if it was someone they previously had a relationship with. If that old relationship is very important to your partner, then I think that you should find a way to blend all of that together to blend together so that you are friends with this person as well. Again, the phone face up policy and that, yeah, they may talk to each other um, kind of on the side or without you being there, but you have to express that you're not comfortable with that or your level of comfort with that. And they need to have some conversations with you in the room or, you know, or that you know about or that you're even included in. As long as they're being inclusive of you, you have to kind of take them at their word, but still keep your guard up, you know, you know, listen and use your own discernment as to whether you think that there's more than that going on or whether it is just strictly a friendship. I don't have anything else to add to that. <laughs> we agree. Yes. 
That happens often. All right, here's another one. Hi, I would just like to say that it was a great podcast, and my partner and I both agree that it's okay to have friends of the opposite sex in our relationship, especially for those friends that we had before our relationship started. It makes sense not to get rid of good friendship, especially considering that those friends probably bring some qualities to our to her, to her that I can't bring. I love that comment. That's hey, just great. They're with us. They they agree <laughs> that uh, if you had them before, they're coming along with you. Yes, and especially the part about the friend bringing things to the relationship that maybe you can't or don't for whatever reason it takes a great deal of security in yourself and in your relationship to admit that to say, well, you know, I can't provide it all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Maybe I don't want to try to provide it all. Like I. Uh, you know, I am who I am and my partner accepts me for that, but there are going to be some things that maybe this friend is able to offer my significant other that I can't or, or don't. And, and I'm okay with that as long as they're happy and have a respectful viewpoint of our relationship while still building on the great friendship that they've had for years. Nothing wrong with that. Okay, here's another one. Hi, guys. I just have a comment. My view is that so long as the relationship is and always has been a platonic relationship, then sure, I'm fine with it. But if there was ever any kind of romantic relationship, then it's definitely a no. Uh, for demographic purposes, I'm 55 years old. Thanks. Okay, Mr. 55. <laughs> it's your own personal tolerances. What are you willing to accept? And if that's established up front before it gets too deep and gets too serious, then you have to determine, you know, are those deal breakers that if they just refuse, no, I'm still bringing my friends along, then, you know, you have to decide, is this person really the one for you? But different people have different tolerances. Some say, hey, even though it was someone you had a two-year relationship with, they're okay. Even though it was someone that you were engaged to, they're still okay. Uh, even if it's someone that um, you may have children with, and, you know, I mean, that brings up a whole new thing, you know, especially depending upon the age of the children. And if there has to be communication because they are co-parenting from two different households, then um, what is your tolerance with that? And obviously, Mr. 55 says, no way, Jose. I guess my question is, why that particular criteria? And I, I just think it, it must be, maybe I'm wrong, Mr. 55, call back and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that it's a situation where he thinks if there was a relationship in the past that was romantic, it's very easy to slip right into that again. And I don't think that's necessarily true. In some cases, when it's over, it is so over. <laughs> Certainly, it's not the case all the time, but we all have those relationships where, yes, it was romantic at one time, but if they were the last people on the face of the earth, it just wouldn't go there again. Yeah, it, it's, there's levels of maturity to it. And even at, you know, my advanced age, you know, slightly older than Mr. 55, I, I'm reaching new levels and I'm seeing that, no, that's, you know, I, I can't be tempted and, you know, take advantage of what's easy uh, because it's going to hurt the other person's feelings. And once you really reach that level where you're more concerned about their feelings than yourself feeling good for that moment, then you know that you found the right one. I agree. All right. Here's another one. 
Hi, I just listened to the show. I have a question. What if your partner has a friend of the opposite sex that you don't like and they know you don't like them, but they still insist on coming around? Hmm. <laughs> well, I see the don't likes have been exposed. <laughs> it's not just a hidden closed mouth like, okay, well, I guess if they like them, I gotta accept it. But if you have verbally expressed, hey, I don't like this person and, you know, whatever it is that they did or said that rubbed you wrong. If that person is the one for you, then they need to let that friendship go. They need to at least put it to the side, you know, um, see, give it some time, give it some months, some years, go through some seasons together. And if that's, you know, going to be the person that you are with and they're not letting you bring this old friend along, then bye-bye, old friend. Uh, I got to go with who I'm in love with. This is another one where I, I want to know the backstory and the why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? Why is the person so insistent on coming around? You know, sometimes as the friend in the situation, we've seen the person be taken advantage of or we've seen the person be hurt and we're super careful or cautious about someone coming into the relationship. And sometimes that may take years to actually let our guard down and say, okay, I, I see that this, this relationship seems to be different. And this person has um, my friend's best interest at heart. Um, it, or it could just be that that person may have feelings for the, in this case, the male and, um, you know, just won't give it up. I mean, there's just so many possibilities there. I, I wonder what the story is. Again, call her. Call us back. Tell us more. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't even think of that point of view. I mean, thinking of it from the other end, that person trying to protect their friend who has this new, you know, best, greatest love ever. And they may not see that, you know, the person that you're falling for is not good for you or doesn't have your best interest and you know they can always be there to kind of be the sounding board and to for you to let them know that oh well you know so and so happened and i usually don't accept that but you know i will this time and you know they're there to put the brakes on it <laughs> and if that person who is up to no good sees that you have a friend that would help you put the brakes on it, yeah, they're trying to get rid of that friend. So yeah, backstory is important here. Totally. So those were our voice messages from our listeners, comments and questions about this season of the Later in Life Love podcast. We'll be back for a second season this summer. We're taking a short break, but we'll be back with even more Later in Life Love topics of interest to you. We, of course, we always want to hear from you. If there's a topic that you want us to discuss, if there's a question or a comment that you have, please go to anchor.fm forward slash later in life love and leave us a voicemail. And of course, you can always send us an email at admin at later in life love.com. We're going to tell them about all the special stuff we got coming up, the special invited guest and the secret. Oh, okay. No, I'm not going to tell them about that. All right. So yeah, please do uh, look for us later this summer. Uh, we're, we're going to try some new things and uh, some surprises are ahead. Yes. We look forward to this next season. It's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. And as always, remember, it's never too late for love. It's never too late. 
Hi, I'm Mimi. And I'm AJ. We're the host of the Later in Life Love podcast, where we discuss dating and new relationships at 40 plus. Do you have a dating or relationship related question for us? If so, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at anchor.fm forward slash later in life love and leave us a voicemail. Your message might be included in a future episode. You, my friend, can be part of our show. And remember, it's never too late for love. It's never too late.